0: From the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster, we present Let the Bible Speak.
1: It's good to have you join
0: us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all his fullness to men and women in all their need. to bid you all welcome to our service. We're glad that you've been able to take the time and come and to join with us. We're going to bow uh, for a moment's prayer. Seek the Lord's face for his help as we gather together. Let's pray. Dear Lord and most gracious Heavenly Father, We thank Thee, Lord, for another opportunity, another privilege to come and to gather together in Thy presence. We thank You for every blessing, Lord, that You have poured out upon us. But we thank Thee especially, Lord, for the gift of Christ, our Redeemer and our Saviour. Lord, we pray that as we come around Thy Word this evening, as we lift our voices in hymns of praise to Thee, Lord, that it would be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, we pray that we would know the presence and the help of the Holy Spirit even with us as we gather here. So, Lord, to that end, we pray now that you would bless us, undertake for all that will be said and done. For it's in Jesus' precious name we ask these things. Amen. Could you turn with me, please, in the Old Testament Scriptures to the book of Amos? Turning to Amos and to the fifth chapter. We're beginning a reading this evening at verse 4, and we're reading through to the end of verse 15. And the word of God says, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me, and ye shall live. But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Ye who turn judgment to wormwood, and leave off righteousness in the earth, seek him that maketh the seven stars and Orion. And turneth the shadow of death into the morning, and maketh the day dark with night, that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name, that strengtheneth the spoiled against the strong, so that the spoiled shall come against the fortress. They hate him that rebuketh in the gate, And they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. For as much therefore as your treading is upon the poor, and ye take from him burdens of wheat, ye have built houses of hewn stone, but ye shall not dwell in them. Ye have planted pleasant vineyards, but ye shall not drink the wine of them. For I know your manifold transgression and your mighty sin. They afflict the just They take a bribe, and they turn aside the poor in the gate from their right. Therefore the prudent shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. Hate the evil, and love the good and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. And we do know that the Lord will bless the public reading of his own inerrant word. Could you turn with me, please, in your hymn book to hymn number 252. Hymn number 252, Softly and Tenderly, Jesus is Calling.
1: I'd like to thank our brother, the Reverend Morrow, for leading the meeting so far. just want to bow in a wee word of prayer, if we could, please. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the Word of God. We ask Thee that Thou wouldst come now and bless us with a word in season. And to this end, fill me with Thy Spirit, that I might be able to preach Thy truth for Jesus' sake. Amen. The mark of the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is its simplicity. Perhaps you have considered this if you've ever thought upon the Word of God that tells us unless we become as little children and be converted, we'll not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And the point is there's nothing complicated about a child. A child simply accepts the gospel at face value when they get saved. And that's what the Lord Jesus meant when He exhorted the people in such a fashion back then. There's no doubt about it that the gospel of Christ is a very simple thing, and there are countless Scripture proofs for being able to say that, and yet there are some who find it so hard to take in. And the problem doesn't lie with the gospel itself, but people's understanding of it. Of course, in this day and generation, with its madness of political correctness, people are ready to look further into things than they really need to. And that's a mark too of false man-made religion as well. It complicates things. We can think of many religions and how they're saved by their good works, and they all believe the, the works that they do merit eternal life uh, with the God who they serve. They think of, we think of all the palaver that they go through as part of that religion, and if you name any false man-centered religion, it's the same. Religion does it, you see. The atheist complicates things in their mind concerning the Lord Jesus, and so there are many who don't understand the simplicity of the true gospel. Our text that I want to leave with you can't get much simpler. It's as clear as day. It is the opening words there of verse 6. And it says, Seek the Lord and ye shall live. Seek the Lord and ye shall live. Now, this text presents us with three very simple facts to do with the gospel. In the first place, here, we have the priority, which is clarified. Look at that priority, it's very clear. Seek the Lord. Now, looking at those three words, we might not really get a grasp of what the Holy Ghost is saying or trying to convey to us. The verb to seek means an earnest inquiry. It's a diligent search. It's a search which turns everything over and looks behind every obstacle till that item that is looked for is discovered. You know, it reminds me of Luke chapter 15. There are three lost things in that chapter. There's the one that is lost out of the hundred, namely the sheep. There is the one that is lost out of the ten, namely the coin. Then there was the one lost out of two, namely the son. But in that chapter, we read of the shepherd who lost one of his sheep. And in verse 4, the Savior was using the illustration, "'What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness?' and go after that which is lost until he find it. And the diligence of the shepherd in seeking out the lost one, it's seen there in two ways. First of all, he didn't say, Well, I have 99 other ones. They're going to do rightly. No, he left the 99, obviously with a helper, and went to seek after the one. The second way that we can see the diligence of the shepherd in it is the line, go after that which is lost until he find it. In other words, this was no quick search. He looked for it, and he looked for it, and he looked for it until he found it. And then the Savior used another illustration, that of the lost coin. The woman with ten coins on a necklace around her neck, and she was missing one of them. Verse 8 says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till he find it. And in that case, there are actually three references to her diligence in searching. First of all, she got the brush out, she swept the house from top to bottom. That's the first thing. And then there's the word seek diligently. Those words don't need any explanation, obviously. But the third way is similar to the lost sheep because the woman searched till she found it. So she kept on sweeping and searching until she located that lost coin at last. And, friends, when it comes to the Lord Jesus, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13 encourages every seeker. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart." There's the key. It must be in earnest. It must be diligence. In other words, you must mean business with the Lord. There can be no thinking about getting saved and all the while wanting to hold on to some pet sin or not wanting to give something up and following fully the Lord. That's why we also have Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 in the Scriptures. It says there, But seek ye first, first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And although the setting of that verse is in regard to the daily needs of the people of God, the principle of seeking the Lord fully and wholeheartedly is still there for all. And that verse is actually in the imperative tense, the verb seek, it's given as a command. It's given as a command of the Lord. This then is a priority. Not only do we have in the first place the priority which is declared, but we also have the person who is called. The text says, seek the Lord and ye shall live. And this means that this is a personal command for each and every individual. It means that each and every sinner ought to seek the Lord if they want to go to heaven someday. I want to tell you that humans are not like animals. Animals have no soul. Humans do. The book of Job tells us, In chapter 14 and verse 10, but man dieth and wasteth away, yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? And that verse tells us plainly, there's more to every man and woman and young person than merely our bodies. There are two parts mentioned. There is the body, but man dieth and wasteth away. That's what happens when our bodies are laying in the grave. But there's another part, it says, yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? Now if these two statements in the verse are referring to the same thing, the body as those who deny eternal life are concerned, the existence of the soul and the life hereafter, it makes no sense. Why would the question be asked of the body, where is it when we know we have seen it being laid in the grave? No sense to that at all it refers to the soul. In this instance, called the ghost. And at death we give up the ghost because our souls return to the Lord who has given us them. And we see it too. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, when it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And therefore, because each of us has a living, eternal soul given to us by the Lord, we have to understand that that soul is the most important thing that we possess. In fact, it's more valuable than we realize. Doesn't Matthew chapter 8? Verse 36 say, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? It's so important because we could very well lose our souls, and that means forever in a lost eternity. That's why we have the personal call of the text that we're thinking about. Seek the Lord and ye shall live. Friend, it's you personally and individually do not seek the Lord, do nothing, you're not going to live. You'll experience what the Bible refers to as the second death. That's how it describes a living eternity in hell. And certainly if you were to find yourself there, you would wish it was all over. You would wish that you could escape somehow. You would wish that you could get out of that place. But you can't because it's forever and ever and ever. Once you find yourself in there, you will be there forever and ever. But praise God, this is the good news of the gospel, because it doesn't have to be like that. Praise the Lord, you can seek the Lord, and when He hears and answers your cry for salvation, He will save you, and you'll live forever with Him in glory. Isn't that the best news that a person could ever hear? You see, the fact is, Romans 14 and verse 12 makes plain, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. We're individually responsible for ourselves. And when those books are opened on that great day of judgment, that judgment will be held on an individual basis. You'll be answering for yourself. And that's why, friend, you need to be born again. As the Lord Jesus told Nicodemus that night so long ago, he was a religious man. He was a good man. He was a man of some standing. And yet the Lord told him in John chapter 3, ye must be born again. So, tell me, if you're here in this meeting this evening, or you're watching at home, you're unsaved, you've never trusted Christ, are you going to seek Him for yourself? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I have never heard one Christian, I've heard many a testimony, I've never heard one Christian get up in that testimony and say, well, I wish I'd never got saved. It was the end of my life as a note. Never once have they said that. Do you know what they do say? They say, I wish I'd have got saved earlier. I can say that. I can say that I've ne- I wish I'd never been backslidden for so many years I can say that in truth and mean it, friend, you must be born again. The priority which is clarified, the person who is called, but notice lastly the promise which is to be claimed, seek the Lord and ye shall live, it says. And if the Lord is sought for salvation, there's no doubt about it that that seeker will be saved. They will be saved forever. You see, the living part is the promise. It's the direct consequence. Of the seeking part. What a joyful experience this really is. The soul that dies in the Lord will go on living after death. In fact, I want to tell you something this evening. The soul that dies in the Lord is more alive than they ever were in earthly life. And that's a tremendous prospect. They'll be in the presence of the Savior, the Prince of life. And that's how Paul could say in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 8, we are confident, I say. Notice that word, confident. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. That's how he could say in Philippians 1 verse 23, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. He was confident that being present with the Lord present in his eternal life with Christ would be far better than the life that he was living on earth. And let me tell you, Paul's life was not a boring life on earth. These are not the words of a man that was bored like that. He knew that when he died, it would be far more alive than he ever had been. I close with a story. Stories told of a Christian lawyer who was speaking of a newly trained lawyer about his future. The lawyer asked the young fella about his goals, the fella replied to be successful, the lawyer said, what then? The fella said to get married to a beautiful wife, the lawyer said what then? The fella said to have a nice home and children, the lawyer said what then? The fella said, well, to become a partner in a respected law firm, the lawyer said what then? The fella said well, after some years, to open my own business, the lawyer said what then? The fella said well to save up wisely and retire early. The lawyer said, what then? The fellow said, well, to enjoy a long, healthy retirement. The lawyer said, what then? The fellow replied, this time, well, I suppose I will die. The lawyer said, what then? You see, the lawyer had it right. This is the most important thing of all. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. After all, what is the point of expending all of our energy toward this all-too-short life that we have on earth, when we have a whole never-ending eternity after that. You would think that plain old common sense would tell us that our priority would be to get that taken care of. You would think that men and women would love to be sure that all will be well where that's concerned. But sadly, how many don't? Oh, listen, there's a promise to be claimed here. Seek the Lord and ye shall live. Tell me, are you going to seek Him? Are you going to trust Him? I trust you will for the Lord's glory. That's by our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy precious truth. We ask Thee, O God, to write it upon our hearts. We pray for those that will listen to this broadcast, that Thou would speak to them, and show them how futile, as Solomon tells us many times over about the vanity of life, that they would come and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus alone. So, Lord, bless thy word as it goes forth. Prosper it in the thing whereto it is sent. And, Lord, we pray that thou wouldst be pleased to save souls for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.